Tim, I tell you what, it has been, by the time this podcast comes out, five weeks since we've released a new podcast. Oh, wow. It's been that long. It's been that long. It's crazy. I was, didn't even realize it. I was like, man, I, I feel like we just did that, the Cinemaxic game show for the first time just recently. And then I looked at the schedule and I was like, holy shit, we haven't done an episode in five weeks. And, you know, to explain to our listeners and everything, just, just it has been, just going to be honest, it has been incredibly busy. Uh, work for Tim and I has been busy. Um, life has been busy. I have been, um, I'm in the, I'm in the uh, home buying market right now. So I've been looking at houses pretty much every Wednesday through Friday. As soon as I'm off work, I'm going to look at houses. Um, And, you know, when you're trying to get a house and and buy something and move in before, you know, too much starts up with like, you know, my fiance is a teacher and going back to school. So there's so much on our plate. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the main reason, at least why I haven't uh, been able to host these podcasts is just because I've been so busy with that, that I haven't been able to squeeze anything in, you know, working a nine to five and then uh, getting off work uh, to do that is it's, it's tough. And then I, I don't feel like Mondays and Tuesdays work well for everyone. So uh, that's why we haven't kind of rescheduled it to then, but uh, we'll be back on track here. Uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to just kind of do a soft opening again uh, with, with uh, what we're doing here and just kind of kind of peruse the news, you know, just talk about life, Tim. What do you think of that? What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm down. Always, always down to talk, talk about life. Yeah. Not so much life. Let's just talk about movies. Um, (laughs) Let's let's just put that one on the back burner, but uh, yeah. So that's, that's why guys, I didn't want to put out one of those, I did, you know, to be honest, I didn't put out like one of the, those disclaimers. I usually put out like a, dis, a two minute disclaimer when we take like a break as to why we've been gone. Um, but the branding on that disclaimer no longer matches our new podcast branding. And uh, it would have bothered me. So couldn't do that either. Um, I guess I could have just used the Cinemaxic branding and, and just use that temporarily. But uh, I didn't want to get people excited thinking, oh, this is a new episode of Cinemaxic. And they go like, well, this is a two minute message. So Tim, it's all about organization, and a life life is a lot about being organized. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with everything going on, it's it's better to be organized because, I mean, we've been really busy. I know you've been busy looking for a house, so you've probably got a lot of a lot of different stuff to juggle. You know, I'm always juggling stuff, Tim, and uh, just throwing in a big old house to. Well, not a big old house, you know, a moderately sized single family home. And uh, that's, that's another thing on my, on my plate to juggle. So, you know, you know me well. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll just, uh, we're just gonna have fun this episode. We're just gonna talk and, and have a good time. So without further ado, let's get this thing started, shall we? On today's episode, like I just said, we're gonna take it easy. We're gonna peruse the news. We're gonna be looking at some of the headlines, uh, bringing up some different things, just kind of having a laid back movie talk conversation. Um, and at the end, we might throw in a bigger topic that we've been thinking about. Uh, Tim, one I wanted to throw at you was uh, kind of a DC Marvel thing. So we'll see how that goes. But that's all gonna happen today, right here right now thank you so much for your patience as we took a little bit of a break but we are back it is time for the cinemaxic podcast let's dive in (laughs) 
Uh, you know, I got my I got my intros mixed up there. You know, it's been it's been five weeks. I'm rusty now. <laughs> I, I I I did like three different of our phrases in the wrong part, so I don't know what got into. You know there. what? I didn't even I didn't even notice. You know, LeBron James fantastic. LeBron James takes like three four months off, and he's back scored twenty points immediately. And I take five weeks off, and I can't even can't even do my damn intro right. Like I have been doing this for almost two years now. Which, by the way, that's crazy. Like you know, a month and a half we've been doing this for two years, Tim. It's bizarre. It's strange how much how quickly that's gone by. Uh, that is that is pretty crazy to think that uh, it's almost been two years. What will be two years in October? Yeah. Yep, two years in October. Yep, that's bizarre. You know, well, since we've been wanting to do a live stream for a long time, let's just save that live stream for our two-year anniversary, and we'll debut those logos and debut some of the fun things about those and just kind of, you know, talk about some fun things. You know, we we have some stuff that we had planned and then we had to kind of put on the back burner, and, you know, because life comes up, we haven't been able to dedicate as much time to some things. But, like I said, we're back, and we'll be We'll be back to doing our weekly podcast and getting our Force Vision podcast out there. It's been even longer since we've done a Force Vision, Tim. It's been like two and a half months. We started an episode about two months ago, and we haven't yeah. even finished that. I don't even know where we'd li- – I would have to listen to the, the, the podcast in full to even oh, pick up. Oh, I remember. We, we left off talking about Captain Rex. Well – Oh, okay, well, there you have it. And and there's so much more news. That was like that was going to be a long episode already. And there's so much more news that came since then that we'll have to dissect and stuff. So we'll finish a force vision here before too long. But um, as always, folks, I'm your host, <laughs> one Max. Of Lee, one of these. One 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 of these. Uh, but Probably yeah, at the same time we uh, we do the Christopher Nolan podcast, <laughs> or or by the same time we do episode two of the Common Room or episode three of the Common Room, which has now officially been on two year hiatus. <laughs> there's been zero harry potter news there really hasn't been much it's all it's all fantastic beasts and you know i'm a huge harry potter fan it's one of my absolute favorite things in this life and i just i just can't get into them it's really hard for me to try to get into them so uh but hey speaking of uh the guy who plays jacob kowalski in those uh uh dan fogler dude he is unrecognizable. The guy has lost like 120 pounds. He is, he looks really? like, he looks like Edgar Wright actually is what he looks like. He looks like Edgar Wright to me now. Um, as a matter of fact, when I saw the new picture of him, I was like, why is there a picture of Dan Fogler next to Edgar Wright? Uh, that's, that's how close they are. But yeah, apparently he's lost a lot of weight. So good for Dan. Um, uh, what was I going to do? Oh yeah. I was going to do her. Hold up a picture right now. I got to see what he looks like do that and while you're doing that let me just do our intros well as always i'm your host max lena met max fozzy back again with another cinemax podcast and uh you may have noticed a little bit more silence on the uh the the, the sound waves here uh it's because it's just tim and i so tim reckmuth at timstress is here again for another cinemaxic episode so uh we're back at it boys we are back at it and uh tanner i'm sure will join us uh for next week's episode um because he's been chomping at the bit watching a lot of korean films uh you know filling his quota there holy crap i know just pulled up a picture of him he has lost a ton of weight i know he's unrecognizable and i'm wondering what they're going to do with that with the fantastic beast movies because he's a baker in the the movies and like i think that's part of the reason why they cast him because he's you know a pudgy a pudgy you know happy little 
Baker and uh, are, you, are you saying Bakers have to have to be heftier people? Absolutely. Um, it's a lot of carbs to eat. No, they don't. They don't. Uh, but I feel like he was the stereotypical uh, vision of what a you know 1940s Baker would look like in America. So I think that's yeah. why they they went for that type of cast. And uh, now they're not. I could see them. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm putting money on this. I'm putting money on this now. Fantastic Beast 3 makes a joke about him not eating as much of his own baked goods anymore uh, when they... Oh, probably. He's like, it's, like it's gonna, I stopped eating my my pinkly puffs or something. It's going to be bad. like in Parks and Rec when uh, Chris Pratt uh, started doing Guardians of the Galaxy and lost a bunch of weight. <laughs> yeah. And the line is like, What'd you do? All you did was stop drinking beer for a month? How yeah. much beer were you drinking? <laughs> That's such a great line. I just stopped drinking beer. He stopped for a month. <laughs> yeah. He's just shredded now. He's like just a you know, model Chris Pratt. It's so funny. Oh, it cracks me oh, up. Man. Tim, speaking yeah, of. That... Go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of baking and cooking, I made a uh, spaghetti, a spaghetti uh, dish tonight. Uh, just kind of off the top. Didn't even, didn't follow any recipe. Just kind of did, did, did some cooking to see what I could come up with. I had some, uh, had a zucchini and butternut, squ- not butternut, uh, uh, I think it's yellow squash. Yes, uh, zucchini and yellow squash that were given to us by a kind hippie uh, who was in her backyard on our walk. And she came up and was like, would you like some zucchini and yellow squash? And I was like, yeah. So she gave it to us and um, sweet girl. And uh, we've had it for a while, and I decided I just wanted to try and make something. So I went into the kitchen today, and I was like, all right, let's see what I can make us up for dinner here. And I made a I, – I sautéed uh, zucchini and squash. I uh, cut them up into small little cubes. I sautéed them in a little bit of butter, salt, and pepper. Uh, then I added some olive oil, crushed garlic, and I added a bunch of halved cherry tomatoes. And I just let that saute till they got nice and soft and, and cooked. And then I boiled some whole wheat spaghetti. And uh, then I just tossed in all that fresh veg with the spaghetti, a little bit more olive oil. And there you have it. You have a summer, a summer pasta with an oil garlic sauce, uh, olive oil garlic sauce. And it was actually amazing. I'm very proud of myself, to be honest. Um, there were some things I could have done better. Some knife work could have been better. Uh, could have, could have, uh, uh, you know, just done some different. Oh, could have cooked the zucchini and the squash a little less because I did get a little too soft. You wanted to have a little bit of a bite, uh, Tim. But uh, I, I, I thought it was very tasty. And um, oh, and I added a little bit of Parmesan cheese. So it was a nice, healthy dinner. Just a little bit of butter, and then it's just vegetables, a little bit of oil, and then some whole wheat pasta, and a little bit of Parmesan on top. Nice, healthy, delicious dinner. So. Uh, Thanks for coming to my cooking podcast. Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about from now on. Um, if I didn't inform you, Tim. That, uh, that, that actually sounds very, very good. It was. Uh, you sound like you're a mile away. Do I really? Yes. <clears throat> I have not moved at all. Why are you so quiet? Hold on. Speak again. Speak. Wow, I don't know why you're coming across really quiet in my headphones now, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep on trucking along. 
Yeah, you sound very quiet. Maybe you should unplug your headphones or something and plug them back in. I'm using my AirPods. What the heck? Oh, what the heck? Mm -hmm. How's that? That's better. Uh, a little too, a little, a little too loud now. Just a little bit less. How's this? How's this? That's perfect. For some reason, Zoom changed my microphone volume. I don't know why. Huh. Anywho. Anyways, um, yeah. So that was good, Tim. It was good. But uh, let's just, you know, how about we, how will we do what the people come here for? And let's talk about some movie news. And I'm just gonna kind of spin. I'm just gonna spin my mouse around this screen, and let's see what we're gonna land on. Um, boom. Okay, Neutron movie announced with Jared Leto to star. Tim, do you have any interest in Tron at all? I have actually never seen Tron, so no. I, but I, I've heard it's a movie that you need to see. Um, so it's something I am going to get around to watching at some point, but I mean, really, I'm not extremely interested in it. So there's actually going to be there's actually two Tron movies already. There's the original Tron, and then there's I think it's called Tron Legacy. Uh, uh, both with Jeff Bridges in it. Um, and Tron Legacy came out a while ago. Um, and apparently that's a, that's kind of like a cult classic to people. They absolutely love it. Cause you don't hear much about it. You never really heard much about it, but now it's like really picking up steam and obviously enough for a new Tron movie to happen. But, uh, yeah, I haven't seen any of them. Um, I don't know. Like I watched the trailer for the original Tron and I was like, oh, don't know if I could get myself through that. Might have to just watch Tron Legacy and just pick up the pick up the the story from there. Um, but uh, you know, I, I that's that's um, that's pretty much all they know about Tron. I really could care. I really could care less. But Jared Leto is a good actor, and uh, um, he's been he's getting a lot of projects right now. He's got Morbius on his plate. Now he's got Tron, and he's portraying. Uh, uh, who's he's portraying some singer, um, some famous singer in a biopic soon. I can't remember who that was. Let me look that up real quick, who he's going to be portraying. He's also also going to be in the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. <laughs> we can only hope, Tim. We can only hope that that's going to be the case. Uh, let's see here. Jared Leto is uh, going to be... Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it's not a singer. He's going to be playing Andy Warhol uh, in a biopic about Andy Warhol's life, so... Um, yeah, that he seems like a good cast for that too, and uh, we'll just see what Jared, old Jared, does with that that Tron movie. Um, the art director on um, on uh, Dune says that the movie is comparable to Lord of the Rings, and I found that interesting. I did not expect it to have that big of a scale. Now this is going to be a two movie uh, series. I don't know if they're filming back to back. I'm assuming they are. I haven't checked on that, but uh, yeah, the art director says Dune is comparable to Lord of the Rings. Should we take that as a grain of salt? Um, like, you know, just one guy comparing one franchise to the other. It seem like we see this a lot. Or do you think that we should be taking that literal? That they're going for this really huge epic scope, uh, like you would with the Lord of the Rings films. I mean, uh, Denis Villeneuve. That's his name. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would expect 
them to pull out all the guns. I mean, you, you look at his his last movie or one of his last movies. I can't remember if it's his most recent, but um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I mean, that movie that movie is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I mean, you could easily turn that into a trilogy and, and make it a spectacle because there's so much more room for growth. Um, I'm not as familiar with Dune, but it's it's isn't it like a kind of a crossover between Star Wars and Lord of the Rings almost, just sci-fi? Yeah, um, Denny Villeneuve described it as like Star Wars for adults, which, you know, I just think that's a stupid, it's a stupid comment to say. I think Denny is super creative and a great director. I just like, did Star Wars is for adults. Let's like relax with that. Uh, but yeah. I, uh, I mean, I get what he's saying when he says it's for adults. It's not, it, it's not going to be able to be watched and viewed by like yeah, it's more was, mature tone. But, I mean, it, it, whenever comparing anything to Lord of the Rings, it's always going to be, it's always going to seem like it's, um, they're they're shooting too high. But I mean, I don't, I can't think of one remotely average movie that Denis Villeneuve has ever made. I mean, everything he turns out is a fantastic film i mean it it is so much better than other movies that come out the same year and um i mean this this is something that's not that not the average person really knows about so you you can really broaden it and and make it your own and and really develop this you know this world have a lot of world building to it so i think i i think yes Comparing it to Lord of the Rings seems a little—it's—it um, it seems a little uh, risky, but I, I definitely think if anyone could do it, it could be him. Yeah, um, and and I believe he is sticking very closely to the book and the source material. With this, in the book itself, it's—it's it's almost the size of Lord of the Rings. I want to say it's a—it's a huge book, um, and he's sticking extraordinarily close to that to that source material, which I think is, um, which I think is, is going to be hugely beneficial to the movie. It gives you way, way more to play around with. Um, and I am loving that he's doing it in two parts uh, to kind of tell that whole story. And that, that tells you that I think Danny would never sacrifice story um, to meet studio demands. So if they're like, yeah, you got to cut, we're going to do one film and you got to cut this down to this amount. And he's like, I can't tell the right story yeah. like that. I, I would be, I, I wouldn't, wanna... I wouldn't think so either. Cause I mean, with 2049, that's, that movie is very long. I don't know what's runtime is, but you know, yeah. you could have, you could have definitely cut it down and you know, he left it um, at the length that he wanted it to be. So I, I don't think he is one that will have to, cut anything down just to try to you know appease to the studio so sure um yeah um yeah so i i'm excited for it i don't i mean i doubt we're gonna see it this year i I feel like it's gonna definitely feel like it's gonna get pushed um and into 2021 at this point a, a huge film like this with the cast it has it could not be cheap to make and i don't think they could trust direct the video to make them the money that they want to make off that thing. So, um, which I think it brings up an interesting point to him. All these studios are very scared to release these movies, direct the video. Like they just aren't 
automatically doing it. So what is it, what do you think that tells you, by the way, we've had this discussion a lot about movie theaters and their place, like in, in the future of entertainment, a lot of people thinking the movie theater is on its way out. Well, what does that tell you that movie studios right now, who pretty much every single major studio on the planet belongs to some sort of streaming surface, um, aren't just simply moving their movies to streaming services or moving them to direct the video. Uh, what does that tell you about that? Because like if they're, if they're in the age of streaming services where these were supposed to, you know, run the movie cha theater chains out of business, but these studios will not do that because they know they're not going to make as much money. That's, that's factual. So do you think it's, it's just, it's too early to be doing that. Like, no, we're trying to gain a customer base. And as soon as our customer base gets large enough, we're totally fine putting movies on direct the video. Or is it, or is it, we're always going to need theaters because with these type of movies that we're making with this scope, with this scale, with this amount of money that gets pumped into these things, um, we will always need the movie theater because it will, it will never, we'll never be able to make the money that we do in the theaters, uh, at, like we do, uh, direct to video. I, I was curious to think what you, what you saw that, what you thought of that, because it just was like, Hey, Black Widow, no, we're, we're pushing it back. We're not going to put a direct to video. Okay. So you're, then you're afraid you're not going to make as much money off of it. Um, or you're not going to make as much money as you could. And that just shows where the theater still holds a, a place. So I don't know. Will it, will, is that just because, these streaming services have to grow or do you think there'll always be a place for it? And that's something we'll never have to worry about. Well, I think there's a lot of things that you have to consider. Um, I mean, one, I, I don't know what the, like how much like people actually make off movies, but you know, right now the, the production um, or movie companies, they have deals with theaters like AMC and whatnot. And so, I'm assuming they got to a point where they made a deal where they make a good amount of money. And the thing with movie theaters that streaming services don't have is movie theaters have a second form of revenue, which is in popcorn, pop, snacks. And those are priced higher. So what that ends up potentially doing is making it um, where they don't take as much away from actually showing the movie, actually showing the ticket sales and being able to give that to the movie theater. You can't really do that with streaming. So if streaming it's basically either a one-time fee or they could potentially do it by per view. But then if they do it per view, that's a little bit riskier for um, the company that released the movie because then at that point, if it bombs, they don't get a lot of views, they don't make as much. So maybe they're trying to get a fixed amount. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say it's, they're waiting for more viewers. I think they're trying to get a better idea of how effective it would be. Cause I, I, I don't know how much, how many more viewers streaming services are going to continue to get um, and grow with. Cause I feel like we're getting close to the peak cause Netflix has been around for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and we, and we've but, yet to see Netflix put out anything that's close to the scale in terms of a, of a movie that like a, like a star Wars and like a, uh, a Dune or, you know, Lord of the Rigs or any major right. franchise. Netflix has been, like you said, it's an established player. They are the dominant streaming service and mm -hmm. they haven't put out anything that is of that big a scale. I would say the closest 
would probably be Stranger Things, but Stranger Things actually probably has a relatively low budget. The scale is big, but the budget is relatively small because it's all practical sets and they really only have to do some CGI. And beyond us, the CGI in Stranger Things has always been just okay. It's definitely never been like, uh, I wouldn't say the highest movie quality. It's definitely some movie quality, uh, but not maybe the right. highest. Um, but right. And and uh, something else too, Tim is like I I've always wondered how anyone could ever think that. I mean, so then you get to the between a rock and a hard place, right? With if streaming services ever grew to the point where theaters are really like, oh wow, we can't get these we can't get these uh, movies to our theater because they're going to keep them on the the streaming service and make money there. But where the rock and the hard place comes from? Okay, so is Disney going to say, all right, for Avengers 5, um, it's going to be 30 bucks for you to rent it uh, or for you to, to buy the direct-to-video at home. Uh, again, this is like, let's just say, this is going to be way in the future before something like Avengers 5 just goes direct-to-video just because it could go to direct-to-video. It's going to be way, mm-hmm. way a long time till then. Like I would say like eight years down the line, maybe five years, maybe more. Um, I would say like even eight. It's going to be a while till till it gets that point. But let's just say that. All right, it's thirty bucks. We're putting it on direct to video. That's where Avengers Five is going to debut. Well, how are, I don't I don't not going to pretend to know the logistics behind all this and the money that goes behind it. But like, how do they know like Avengers Five? Hey, I'm going to invite twenty of my friends over for an Avengers watch party for thirty bucks. Mm-hmm making it like less than $2 profit per person. Uh, once we split the cost around, it's literally 30 bucks for all these people to watch it. And I would have to imagine if like all those people wanted to watch it, they'd have to go to the movie theater and they'd be making way more uh, by people going to the movie theater than they would watch it at home. So there's that option. Right. Or they're going to say it's a hundred bucks for you to watch Avengers at home. And who in the hell it's going to pay Avengers like a hundred bucks. Cause they're like, Oh, well, I'm definitely not, I, I'm the only one watching this or me and my, me and my uh, uh, wife are the only one watching this. I'm not paying a hundred bucks for us to watch this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It would make more sense for like the party people like, Oh, it's, we're going to have 20 people over to watch it. Sure. We'll pay 20, we'll pay a hundred bucks for the pay-per-view Avengers five. Um, but for the, the individual consumer, like no one's going to pay a hundred dollars for that. And now they can't go to the theater to watch it unless they launch it side by side it's in the theater it's also at home so all that to be said tim i just don't know how i get there's rocks and hard places there or i I feel like what makes the most sense is that they say hey if you don't want to go to the theater it's direct to video if you do want to go to the theater it's going to be in the theater but if that makes sense logistically you know it's i'm curious to know what your thoughts are yeah yeah no i i agree with you there it's hard to figure out whether if you do allow someone to rent it, if it's going to be a large party or, you know, maybe someone just by themselves wanting to watch the movie. You, you can't, it, it's, it's hard to then bump the price up because would you rather have it be where potentially 10 people watch it for a hundred dollars or maybe 15 people watch it for 30. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, $30 seems a little bit more reasonable. You also get, um to keep it too with with Mulan but I mean going back just kind of what the future is going to look like you know I don't know if you know companies like that I mean especially with Disney is going to want to have it go directly to 
um, streaming because then they lose ticket sales. But yeah. then a lot of people aren't really necessarily going to be going out and buying the Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. I don't know what those sales are like, but I mean, Disney still sells their movies for 20 plus dollars, even if it came out like five years ago, Yeah. maybe even longer, 10, 15 years ago. And so at that point, there's no incentive of going out and, and buying those movies. And so, yeah. And, and the thing, it's a very complex yeah. ecosystem. And the thing is too, is that they'll, they'll have as, I mean, there'll be as many people watching Avengers, like, but just, again, this, just putting it out there, this isn't a real thing, obviously, but there'll be as many people watching Avengers five as there were the past four Avengers films. So the, everyone is going to see that movie. Now, if everyone is ever going to pay for their ticket or pay their fair share to Disney, uh, no way. There's no way they're going to go over to Fred's watch for a watch party or something. And how is Disney going to keep, how is Disney going to make those people pay? They won't, they can't. So uh, it will right. still be a big, a big hit in terms of everyone seeing it, everyone talking about it, but they're not going to be making the money back. So I guess the only thing I can think of Tim is what these streaming services are, are thinking and what these, you know, economists mm-hmm. are thinking with like, Hey, this is, this is how it's going to be uh, that they're like, there's a lot of market share out there for all these streaming services. Once they get this many subscribers or up to this many subscribers, they're making money from their subscription service, but they're also making the amount of money they would ever need for something like Avengers uh, to like, they have so many subscribers that they could actually put out Avengers for like 20 bucks or 30 bucks or something like that. And they're going to make all the money they need to keep making those type of films because the streaming service will make up the amount of money from people who are just, who are just like uh, watching it together in a group or something. So I, I, you know, I'm not smart enough with numbers and financing and stuff like that to, to really go into like how that could work, but I am, it's an interesting thing. And the reason I brought that up to begin with is uh, uh, new mutants is going to the movie theater theater uh this it's actually staying on the movie theater it's it's not going to disney plus it's going to release i believe it's this month or something or or september they're not moving it they're going to keep it there uh and release it in theaters during all this and mulan on the opposite end uh is going to disney plus so i think it's kind of telling i think because there's no way there's absolutely no way that mulan is not the more anticipated film the the film that's going to make way more money uh from the box at the box office there's just no way that's not the case um so the fact that they're like okay we're going to bring Mulan over here because we want to make money off this movie and we know people are going to buy it but we're going to put we're just going to put new mutants out to the pasture because it is it's there's no one is going to buy this freaking movie on disney plus and you know we're just going to take the l which I don't know, dude, because they've moved this thing like eight times. It, it is from its original release date. It is over two years from its original release date. It's like 836 days or something like that since it was supposed to be released. And, uh, and they've just kept moving it. So I feel like they think it's a good enough movie that they can make money off it, get some of their money back. So I think the reason they're releasing it is because there's, there's got to be some sort of clause in the contract when they purchased this, that this has to be released by some kind of time. And obviously they purchased Fox before Corona hit. So now they're like, well, we have to kind of do this now. We have to, we have to put this out there or they're like, screw it. We're not going to make money on this anyways. 
we're just gonna write this off and send it to theaters. I don't I don't know. Uh, I what do you what do you think about New Mutants being in theaters and, and Mulan coming to streaming services? I'm personally excited about Mulan. I, I'll definitely be watching that yeah. uh, the day it comes out. So I mean with New Mutants, it's not I agreed. I don't think a lot of people are gonna really want to go rent it. It's not gonna be attractive to go rent. So there's not as much incentive, but with Mulan, that one could attract new subscribers. Um, and it's going to be a lot, I mean, a lot more people are going to want to rent it. Cause a lot of, I mean, everyone loves Mulan or at least mo- most people do. Um, I mean, I, I'll probably end up renting it um, unless I go watch it at a friend's place um, or buying it, I guess. But it, it makes more sense because Mulan's, safer and you get a better estimate of how well um it's going to do because with new mutants you don't really have a, a movie that's similar to that so if it bombs it's not something really good to go off of because at that point you can just say oh it didn't do very well because it bombed so you don't know if having it movies go directly to streaming is the way of the future but with mulan you can kind of compare that to Dumbo, The Jungle Book, um, The Lion King, all those other live action remakes and say, well, this is how it compared to those. And this is how it did on streaming service versus the theaters. Um, so then at that point, what you can do is you can decide, okay, let's start pushing movies out more often through the streaming service, or maybe we want to try to refrain from that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's all. Yeah. It's good points. All good points. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, it's been a weird year and it's just kind of weird to see how it's like affecting movies and everything and, and how they're, uh, these studios, these huge studios are having to adapt to try and make this work. And mm-hmm. it's bizarre. Um, but yeah, uh, moving, moving along, uh, uh, Captain Marvel hires Candyman reboot director, uh, could literally, care less about Captain Marvel franchise. Uh, and I, I don't mean that in any negative light. Uh, I, I have, I, I really hold no ill will towards Brie Larson. Do I think she's a nice person? Do I think I, I that I would like to, you know, if I ran into the streets, would I have a conversation with her type of thing as a fan? Uh, I wouldn't probably go out of my way type of thing. She seems like she's kind of rude, but uh, that wasn't the main reason behind me not wanting to go see Captain Marvel. I didn't want to see Captain Marvel because I literally could not have been less interested in that character and the way that movie looked. And from what I hear, it is, well, you liked it a bit, Tim. My fiance watched it by herself and uh, turned it off because she could not stand to sit there and watch it anymore. And Drew, our buddy Drew, told me he wanted to walk out of the theater. It was the first time in years, he said, it's like Willy Wonka with Johnny Depp, that he wanted to leave a theater uh, midway through a movie because he was so bored and it was so bad. I, I can't really speak about how bad I mean, it is because I never saw it, but I just have zero interest in this franchise at all. Just none. I, I don't I, care about this character. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. It's one of those movies that you're like, well, I saw it. You know, it had some good parts. I didn't ever really want to or feel like I wanted to walk out or just end it. I mean, it's a Marvel movie. There's, there's a lot of stuff that kind of tie into other movies, so I found it kind of interesting and whatnot. Now, I kind of agree. It's not really... A character that I'm super interested in just because I'm not as familiar with with Captain Marvel as a character 
overall um, from the comics and whatnot. But I mean, I'll, I'll probably see the sequel just because I'm curious to see how how things are going to build up and everything. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, again, I really can't speak on it because I, <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but I'm glad you're excited for it, Tim. Seems like the director is super talented. Uh, you know, she got signed on by Jordan Peele to direct the Candyman reboot and now this for Captain Marvel. So she's obviously got a lot of talent. So uh, we'll be watching your career with great interest. Um, let's see. Tenet, uh, I don't think we talked about this, but Tenet is getting on the podcast, at least, is getting re- released around the world in various countries where it's safe enough to go ahead and, and open up theaters to watch the movies. And I believe in select American cities, uh, if possible. Uh, but America is not going to be getting Tenet as the same, at the same time as the rest of the world, which is, which is understandable. Um, but also huge bummer to me. I don't want to be spoiled on this film and I could feel like, I just feel like I'm going to get spoiled on this film somehow. And people are like, well, what is there going to be spoiled? Like, what is there to be spoiled about? Well, there's a chance that this is connected to inception. Um, and I don't want to be spoiled on that. There, there's a theory going around that that could be it. I would love to find that out in theater that this is connected to Inception. And I think that's why Christopher Nolan's wanting to push it out there. He doesn't want this stuff to just like, you know, just linger and then leaks start happening or something like that. So I, I, I'm bummed. I, I want to see the movie really, really bad. Uh, and because, you know, America's handling this the way they're handling it. We're not going to be able to see it at the same time in the world. Scared of getting spoiled, Tim. Are you scared of getting spoiled? Are you bummed by it? Oh, of course you're bummed, but are you, what do you think about this? Do you think this is ridiculous? Do you think they should do video on demand in America for Tenet and release it worldwide wherever they want? Uh, or do you think this is, you know, our penance for not handling this virus correctly? Uh, it's probably our penance for not handling it correctly i mean yeah I'm, I'm worried i'll get spoiled but i mean i can i'll i'll just shut myself off from social media during that time and at that point really the only only thing i have to worry about is talking to someone which not really doing because social distancing and all my friends that you know are in america haven't seen it either so um I, I think it'll be easy to avoid, a lot easier than other movies like Star Wars. Star Wars, you'd have to worry about that because um, people are actively trying to spoil it. But yeah, I wish I wish it came out. It, so is it is it not showing anywhere in America at the end of this month or is it only in select places? My understanding is it's going to be in select places in America, but not like I, they aren't going to be releasing it at the same time as the rest of the world, period, the end. Like they'll eventually open it up in places in America, but not. Uh, it's it's going to be a bit till that that even happens. Like they want time to be able to uh, to to be able to do that, I guess. Which is again, it's just a huge bummer. But you know, it's like I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I feel like this movie is going to be one of the most heavily video ripped movies of all time. There's going to be a it's going to look like a paparazzi in there with the amount of people breaking out their cameras to try and record this. It, put it out for like pirate bay and stuff for people who watch it or something but uh it's i don't know i don't know i i can't i couldn't tell you if it's the right strategy or not but uh, uh I, I don't think any movie right now is worth the risk of going into one of those theaters and just sit next to people 
in a closed off room like that that's air conditioned and everything and, and I don't know just for me it's it's not worth the risk but man I wish they would give us some sort of option to to watch the movie at home but yeah um yeah uh let's see what else Tim have you did you have anything you want to talk about in terms of movie news I don't know um one thing I wanted to just bring up that I thought was interesting is that they've already confirmed John Wick four and three or four five. and five. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be recording back to back. They're filming, um, yeah, yeah, filming it back to back. Which I mean, that's exciting because I love the John Wick movies. But then the only thing that I hate about those announcements is then at that point, you know, well, John Wick probably doesn't die in four, probably, but you never know. Um, yeah. I, I hope he doesn't die at all. I hope he, he rides off into the sunset. With his dog. With his dog, of course. Agreed. But I thought it was interesting that they're already announcing that, so that's something else I'm, I'm looking forward to in the future. But um, besides that, I don't, I don't know if there's really any other movie news I've heard that I've oh, super... I did hear that uh, uh, apparently the rumor is... Uh, Spider-Man's third movie title is Spider-Man Homesick. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Which I, I hate that, but uh, all their titles... I liked that. I mean, I understood the Homecoming title. Like, I, it was about, like, Homecoming, and, like, that was one of the main events in the movie, but also I, I think it's obviously a, you know, a wink to the camera to say he's back, he's back at Marvel uh, for the cinematic universe type of thing. Um, but yeah, the other uh, the names really in general though, Homecoming and and Far From Home are both just like meh. They're not, they're okay. They're okay names, but yeah, that yeah. that they got put out there and uh, <clears throat> go ahead. I think I think Homesick I think Homesick is supposed to be um, basically kind of about him being or going or like his last movie with Marvel and going back to to Sony. So he's like homesick. Yeah, that could be, <laughs> that could be that could be it. Uh, yeah. Um, hey, I I don't know if you saw this, but Zack Snyder said that he is not going to use a single frame of Joss Whedon's Justice League movie. A single frame, not a single thing wow. he shot will be in that movie. So uh, we are literally getting an entirely different movie. It's going to be completely different. I don't even know how the story is going to flow. Like if it's going to be the, if it's going to follow the same somewhat same plot and it's just going to look completely different or if it's like a completely different plot in general and everything will be different. I, I have no idea. That got me really excited because I'm like, I, I thought the Snyder cut sounded cool, but at that time I thought that it was, just like, you know, a director's cut of a movie and Joss Whedon's Justice League was pretty much exactly like Zach's. Well, Zach came out and said that you probably we probably saw like 10% of what he shot or something like that. He you you probably saw very little, very little of what Zach actually shot compared to the actual film that released. So this isn't just mm-hmm. an extended cut. This is pretty much an entirely new movie, which is it's interesting. I mean, you can't get much worse. I mean, I thought Justice League again, I didn't think it was terrible. It wasn't great. It wasn't good. It was just, that was a movie that happened. Uh, it, I, that's yeah, all I it can say. It just wasn't really memorable. Yeah. I don't just, really remember a lot about it. It was kind of one note and it, and it just 
didn't have much that happened in it. And it was just the, the villain was freaking awful. Steppenwolf looked, is a terrible villain. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Tim, that's, it's got me excited for Zack Snyder's thing. And, uh, which is to say, um, I don't know if we talked about this either, but DC fandom is coming up next week. And uh, I don't know if our listeners heard of this. DC fandom is going to be an entirely online event for DC, the DC in general. Um, It's 24 hours long. It takes place on Saturday, August 22nd. And they're going to be covering everything like that's on the slate uh and it's very exciting so Zack snyder's gonna be there and he's gonna have a, the very first trailer for Zack snyder's justice league so a brand new look at that uh matt reeves is gonna be there with uh with um robert pattinson to debut batman and probably a clip or a teaser trailer for batman um there's gonna be the rock with black adam is gonna be there debuting probably the cast and more about that uh, there's going to be new HBO DC shows announced. Um, there's going to be the Flash movie is going to be there with Ezra Miller and uh, Andy Muschietti. So we're going to see casting news for that probably and story news for that. James Gunn and the Suicide Squad is going to be there. It is, dude, I'm, I'm so excited. They are bringing everyone here that has been with an active DC project to announce a ton of new stuff ton of casting news, a lot of teaser trailers and just things like that, just to get people excited. It's the first thing. It's the first time I felt as a DC fan that they're going to actually attempt to really get the fans fired up. That's something that I've always was annoyed. I've always been annoyed with, with DC is that they've constantly like pulled their punches. Whereas Marvel is over there having a fucking party with like announcing all this shit at the same time. And everyone's going nuts over there. And DC's just like, yeah, we have something in development, but, uh, you know, we're not going to really announce much about it. You can just let your imagination run wild. Like, I want an Apple yeah. event. You know, I want a Comic-Con. You know, I want what Marvel has where they just announce all this stuff. And it's a big, big celebration. And finally seems like that's what we're going to get with uh, DC. So DC Fandom, it's all online, totally free. That's going to be a really, really cool event, I think, Tim. And I'm, I'm super excited about it. Now, Oddly enough, on the guest list, uh, the Rock, uh, not the Rock, uh, Henry Cavill is not on the guest list. Most likely, he's because he's going to be way too busy filming for The Witcher. But I'm curious if he's going to make a surprise appearance to announce a new Superman movie or something like that. And if he did that, that would be freaking oh, awesome. If we did Man of Steel too. Oh, dude, oh, that'd be incredible. I, I, like they're going to do like the Apple thing. They're going to and we have one more thing to show you. And then Henry Cavill comes on in like full Superman outfit. It says he's that Man of Steel 2 is happening or something. Oh, dude, that would be so cool. I would, I would lose it. So uh, that's going to be a fun day. I'm going to I'm pretty much just going to – that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend the whole day watching that. Uh, we have nothing better to do. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's cool. Tim, uh, what do you think about these drive-in movies? Because uh, – <laughs> oh, Sorry, I was just about to say. So I literally just got an email from AMC. Um they're saying that they're going to start opening more than a hundred theaters on August 20th in the United States. And then continuing such that about two thirds will be open by September 3rd. So I don't, I don't know if you're aware of that. I'm, I'm trying to look on their website cause you can supposedly look to see um, where your theater is on that list. I think.
but that's sooner than I expected. Yeah, it is. To, you know, face my, yeah, that's interesting. I, uh, I, uh, I know, uh, you know, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just, it seems like this isn't slowing down at all. So uh, I'm surprised as, uh, I'm surprised that they're going ahead and doing all this, but you know, I guess they have to try and stay, stay in business and everything. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they'll just have to socially distance the people. Um, I mean, I don't know with them. It's, it, I, I guess I probably shouldn't say it's no different than restaurants, but it's very similar. I mean, you go to a restaurant, you sit there for hour, hour and a half, two hours almost. And you still get exposed similar to what you would do at a movie theater. I mean, they'll just have to have it spaced out, but I, I definitely think it's doable. Yeah, it just, you have to, yeah, you have to have people, I mean, yeah, you have to have people spaced out. You have to have very, you know, intense sanitary measures you need to make sure everyone's wearing masks um and uh yeah and th th i hope that amc is doing everything they can i think it wouldn't be too much to ask too to do like go ahead and put plexiglass dividers up between seats i think that makes tons of sense i don't know why they wouldn't do that just put a plexiglass divider up between every seat so you don't have to worry about people breathing or sneezing on you or something like that on accident um and that seems like a very small investment to make to make people feel a lot more safe to go to the movie theater. Um, so, and I would put like plastic down over the armrest, like the, you know, non noisy, like plastic that gets changed out. I don't know how possible that is. That probably is going to be a lot of work. Um, but I, they have to do something because they are, they're running out of options and they're, they're barely keeping their head above water. So I don't, I don't blame them. Yeah. I don't blame them, but uh, that's that's what's got to be done. Because um, I tell you what, man, I wouldn't do a lot of these driving th movies because uh, our local theaters are what's hurting a lot. Screenland uh, in Kansas City, an institution for for uh, you know indie films and you know blockbusters alike. They've been in Casey for so long, and they are really, really struggling, really struggling. But they are be they've been doing these outdoor movies which isn't really a drive-in, but they basically have this big parking lot and they've uh, done a big uh, uh, projector screen and they have socially distanced squares in their parking lot where you could come bring your own chair, sit down and just watch the movie outside, uh, which is really exciting. And I've been meaning to go to Boulevard Drive-In. I don't think they're struggling at all uh, because I feel like a lot of people are going to the drive-in nowadays because it's something fun and socially distanced to do. Uh, Burt Kreischer mm -hmm. was actually at Boulevard Drive-In uh, yesterday. Um, so I, I've been meaning to go to those so guys, uh, listeners, I can't tell you enough how important it is to try and support those local theaters, however you can, if you enjoy them, if you want to see them stick around, uh, just going by and buying some merch from them, or I know Screenland literally sells their concessions to go. So you can go in there and buy a pack of candy or, uh, there's a lot of these places are doing Patreon. So you can go be a patron, even if it's for a buck or five bucks a month. Uh, you can go support these theaters and it makes a huge difference to try and help them keep a, keep their head above water because they have been one of the more severely impacted, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, just severely impacted uh, businesses in the world because, you know, 
it's it's closed in you're in a place for a very long time indoors with people you don't know and it's 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 tough so they they apply what they can but it, it definitely can be tough um so yeah uh you know, I don't even, I don't even know what. Oh, uh, you know, here, let's just, let's just wrap it up with this because this is something I wanted to bring up that I thought was an interesting topic. Um, um, and you know, we're gonna not do the game show today, guys. We don't have Tanner, so we're gonna pass the game show. And we did get a new voice message in um, from one of our listeners, Kelsey, uh, sent in a voice message, which we will get to. Uh, I just wanted to have a fuller cast of characters here to be able to listen to it with and uh, kind of go over what you're saying. So thank you, Kelsey, for submitting a voice message. We will patch you into the next podcast so you can uh, be one of our call in listeners. I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, uh, last topic, Tim, I wanted to talk about this. Who do you think right now is more positioned for greater success between these two franchises? And it's between Marvel or DC. And here's how I want to frame this, right? Um, it's not like who's better. It's not who, who is the better franchise. Um, just right now, going forward, who is poised for more success um, in the coming years? Is it DC or is it Marvel? And here's how I want to frame that. Marvel has now moved past Iron Man and Captain America. They're two staple characters. They're, they're two, the, the characters that weren't very popular that are now mega ultimate, you know, the most pop, some of the most popular superheroes in the world. Um, they're going into a fourth movie with a third movie with Spider-Man already. So that franchise is already, you know, by typical standards is kind of slowing down, you'd think, or it sounds like Tom Holland wants to play this character for a very long time. He wants to play it forever. Um, that would, but but Sony is starting to take control of that franchise now. So it's less Marvel, it's more Sony. So they, Marvel in general, has lost three huge characters in a, in a sense with Spider Man, Iron Man, Captain America, um, leaving us with much more unknown characters and much more um, uh, interesting films coming our way. And it's different than with guardians of the galaxy and like ant-man and stuff like that. It's different because those characters had something to fall back on with captain America and iron man and that overall Marvel story uh, that that's everyone knew they were still in the universe, still part of this story. And it's fun to go on this adventure with the guardians because you know, you can come back to the ultimate popular characters in iron man and captain America. Well, now you can't do that anymore. We're getting stuff like the eternals, captain Marvel two, I think we're getting Ant-Man 3. We're getting, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show, She-Hulk TV show. Very little known characters that are going forward, that they're going forward with for the next phase of their their Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, they do have the X-Men and Fantastic Four. I have to think they're probably getting ready to get those guys going sooner rather than later because those are actually, I mean, in terms of all-time history, Marvel's most popular characters, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men. The others, completely second fiddle. Not Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, all of them. Completely second fiddle in terms of all-time history. Um, but So they're probably gearing up to get the X-Men going and uh, Fantastic Four going quick because that's who's going to 
bring in this new phase and and really be the lifeblood of the new Marvel Cinematic Universe without Iron Man and Captain America. Though it's such a bummer that we'll never see Captain America and Iron Man team up with the X-Men and stuff. But so there's that. But on the DC end, they have Batman coming. Superman still has a lot of legs left. They have uh, uh, The Flash. They have Green Lantern. They have Cyborg. They have Martian Manhunter. They have uh, just tons, Aquaman, tons of staple household name characters that have not even gotten their due in a, in a movie yet that are that they're they now get to go forward with and tell their story with so you're really looking at like the justice league with batman superman one woman flash cyborg aquaman green lantern all these super household names and then you have joker and harley quinn and all that that have hardly had any of their cinematic journeys told yet are now at the forefront going up against guys like thor uh, uh captain marvel the eternals Shang-Chi or uh, I can't remember what that I think it's Shang-Chi uh, uh, these unknown Marvel characters so who do you think is more po- poised for success Dan and I know that was a long-winded phrasing but I just kind of wanted to get that <laughs> out there to, to just to just tell you what I was thinking uh, basically from my point of view and now you can talk for 18 minutes like I just did sure I probably won't talk for that long but um, it, it's always it, it's hard to really determine who's more poised for success. Um, I I think Marvel still is just because they're, they're established. They've already been successful with what they've been doing. They have a good um, plan outlined. Um, they have good directors, good actors that they, they still have with them. Um, and I honestly, I think Marvel's ran much better than DC is. Now, it's not to say DC can turn it around in the future, which they currently are doing um they're bringing in better directors it seems like they're starting to get um a a better identity but the thing is like with batman you brought up they're bringing batman back but i'm pretty sure pattinson's only going to be for one batman movie is that is that correct or i can't remember trilogy they they discussed other than a trilogy yeah so it's it's still tough though because dc hasn't been what marvel has already been so i still think marvel is poised for the future although as you mentioned i mean dc has the more well-known characters the probably the more interesting superheroes um but they just haven't had that successful um consistency that marvel has had yeah um that's that's true i i would you know I, I think that's very much still the case. I, I would still say Marvel is kind of still poised for that success a little bit more than DC, but DC is way up on they're They're on the tail of Marvel now though, with the way things have been slowly kind of turning in their favor uh, in terms of like critical and fan admiration of their movies, you know, you know, say what you want about Aquaman, but that was a fan hit and it did pretty well with critics Shazam did really great with the fans, did great with the critics. Wonder Woman, great with the fans, great with the critics. Joker, great with the fans, great with the critics. You know, it's been, they've been hitting really big home runs lately. Uh, same with Birds of Prey, it did great with the critics and pretty much the fans, except me, I hate that movie. Um, but uh, <laughs> but it, it's, they've been doing 
home run after home run now that they seem to have turned the corner creatively. And on top of that, with this DC fandom thing coming on, it shows that they're starting to care about the fan experience, how the fans interact with their characters and the universe of DC. Um, and they're excited to tell these stories and the, the new heads that are over there, Walter Hamada, who's been now the head of uh, DC for, I think like a year and a half. He was the person who really started to turn things around and he, he's really kept that up. He has been a, kind of these they want him to be kind of the kevin feige of this uh universe with jim lee who's the biggest name in dc comics he's uh the literally the biggest name in dc comics and he's also kind of playing that kevin feige role and um it, they're doing a lot of things that are showing that they're changing what i love most about the dc stuff universe though is that yeah they're it sounds like they're still trying to do the cinematic universe but you just never know what you're going to get you know, with Marvel, it's, it's, you, you have an established tone. You pretty much know what you're going to get. You're going to have a good time. There's going to be a lot of quirky, funny humor in it. Um, the good guys are going to win and you could, you could be on your way. It's good. And it's going to be a fun story. You're, you'll have a good time. Um, with DC, it's like, okay, Aquaman is a totally different type of movie than Wonder Woman. And then you have Joker, obviously, which is a totally different movie than those two. And then you have, which isn't a part of the, cinematic universe but uh, still dc's wanting to tell those type of stories and then you have birds of prey birds of prey doesn't feel like it could even belong in the aquaman and wonder woman universe yet it does that is technically a part of the cinematic universe so you get a lot of variety you get a lot of creative control of the directors who are wanting to tell their stories and you just don't know what you're going to get it's it's different for every movie and i think that's what's exciting about dc that's what's get they're going to tell their cinematic universe they're going to do what marvel's done but they're going to do it their own way that makes it fun for people to see which is uh different tones across movies uh tons of creative control and just kind of telling their story but but doing it in a very abstract way and that's what makes me excited um especially because they're getting sounds like they're getting ready to announce like the multiverse with having uh, Michael Keaton be Batman in the Flash movie by Flash traveling back in time or going between dimensions. It, they're doing some funky stuff and they're getting creative and it makes a DC fan like myself excited. And I think that though Marvel still is so established that they will be more poised for success right now, DC's right on their heels. And I think a lot of it depends on what happens in fandom. What do we see? What, what are they going to announce? Who's being cast? Like what's making DC so great. So uh, yeah, lots mm -hmm. of things to look forward to with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. Okay. Well, that was pretty much the main topic for today. Honestly, that's pretty much all I wanted to, <laughs> that's the last thing I wanted to bring up. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, we didn't do what we watched, but we'll just save that for when Tanner comes on. We'll do what we watched last week and kind of just do a collection of uh, the past six weeks, what we've seen and uh, recommendations and, and get back on track with that. But Tim and I wanted to get together and, do a little podcast for you guys and uh this will be out uh monday for you all to listen and enjoy and uh again we're gonna have a new force vision coming soon and, and it'll be good stuff tim right absolutely we gotta finish that up oh i'm just seeing your text <laughs> uh wow 12 minutes okay hey uh tim you can go pee uh i am going to uh we're gonna log off here as always i'm your host max Liedem at max fozzy thank you so much for listening for my compadre here, Tim Reichmuth at Temptress, this has been another episode of the Cinemaxic Podcast. We will see you next week. 
for a new episode and a new Force Vision coming soon. Second year anniversary stuff, festivities coming up with that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Spread it with all your friends, your family, people who love movies. We love to have new listeners. And we will see you next time on the Cinemastic Podcast. Thank you.